That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Hello and welcome to Content and Capable, a podcast all about following your passions while still feeling like a proper adult. My name's Sam and I'm your host. This week I spoke with the wonderful Leela all about traditions around Easter time, especially to do with Judaism and Christianity. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Content and Capable, Leela. It's lovely to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. I'm happy to be here. I have wanted to talk to you on the podcast for forever and if by some chance I was chatting with Taylor um, about uh, a couple of potential episodes and she's like, you should just definitely have Leela on um, oh. to chat about the Easter period and all the holidays that seem to happen all at once. So um, I was like, yep, going to do it. I love Taylor. She's so, she's such she's like my biggest fan. I love her. I know. I know. <laughs> the, it's just amazing sometimes. I just like make a comment sometimes in the Discord for a dollar a day through I don't know the restricted section or of the eldest gods whoever you, go. you want to support. You you too can join the uh, the and listen to my inner monologue of rambling thoughts. Um, but uh, every time I put a comment up on like Discord every now and then and. Uh, always this community is like, yes, uh, or, you know, here's, here's some other ideas and bits and pieces. I had this really great conversation the other day about um, doing, you know, different episodes and, like, moving away from, I know, the last couple of sets of episodes have been re- about really, really creative people. Mm-hmm. And so moving away from, like, an arts focus to something more interesting, um, you know, business and economics and people who are passionate about that kind of stuff. So it's been really, really great to get awesome feedback from people on the server yeah um, it, it's i mean there's what more can you ask for as a content creator to just have like direct access to your listeners like that so definitely yeah. uh if you for as he said for just as low as a dollar a day you can join the server and you can be directly involved in our content if you'd like dollar a month i think month. we should did i say ourselves. day <laughs> you said a dollar a day dollar i probably said a dollar a day let's be honest it's yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, what is um, money? Oh, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, we're here to talk about the Easter period worth of holidays. And for those who may not know, who may not are, uh, are religious or anything, um, the Catholics and Christians celebrate Easter. Um, the, the Sunday just gone as this episode goes up. Uh, and... The Jewish have just finished up their celebration of Passover, but I still believe there's a whole bunch of holidays going on there. And we're in the middle of Ramadan as well. So, you know, all these, all these different religions have all their big, big holidays through this period of time, which is really fascinating. Yeah. So actually Passover, I believe, is next weekend. I believe it starts on sundown on the 15th. It could be wrong. Yeah. Um, I would, I wouldn't be surprised. It's that whole same time yeah. period because it's, this year, this year, it's like especially, it's just like for me very convenient, um, which I'll talk about mm-hmm. in a sec. But um, just because uh, Easter and Passover are like in the within the, even the same weekend this year, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So I'm actually here to talk. I'm going to talk a lot about Passover. Um, I think that uh, I feel like you know christian religions are in the western culture are just so like um a part of our 
a part of our culture anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about kind of like how the two are way more connected than you'd think. Um, but a little bit about me. Um, my father is Jewish. My mom, and he's and he's not very religious, um, like a secular Jew. Um, my mother is Christian and she's very religious. Um, and she raised us all kind of like Southern Baptist, non-denominational, mm-hmm. um, very religious, very Christian. But I did grow up celebrating the Jewish high holidays, which I would describe as Passover, Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, Yom Kippur, yeah. uh, and Hanukkah, as well as, of course, Easter and Christmas. Um, so as a kid, it definitely was awesome because I felt like I really got the best of both worlds. Um. <laughs> mm. yeah, all the holidays all at once. Like, yes. The Christians don't get a lot of holidays, let's be honest. Yeah, so, really not. Like, are, like, yeah. I was thinking about it and I was like, I guess it's really just Easter and Christmas, right? It, yeah, it's different slightly for Catholics. So, for context, oh. I've been born and raised a Catholic. Um, I literally have just walked out of a, a, a mass this morning um, for what's called Palm Sunday, which starts what we call Holy Week. Okay. Um, and um, we have a lot more holidays, but then it really depends on how religious you are or um, where and how you celebrate your faith on how much is like a holiday and how much is just an observation. Yes. So it's very fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like from this network in general, I've learned a lot more about Catholicism than I've ever really known because it is like, yes, it's different flavors of the same religion, but mm-hmm. um, it's there's so many differences just culturally. Like not I didn't grow up Catholic. Um, you know, I, I grew up like non-denominational yeah. sort of. So like um, Easter Sunday, I feel like there's a lot more to it in Catholicism. Like it's longer. You have the whole Lent aspect. We don't really do mm-hmm. that. Um, we do, but it's like not serious. It's not. I feel like it's not taken as seriously. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Ash Ash Wednesday, I believe we do that as well. Yeah. Um, I've de- I definitely remembered having a, a like an a, a cross. Marked an ash yeah. on my forehead as a child. It's it's really interesting um, because there are so many different like holidays, and you know, as you said, you're non non denominational. I'm going to get it's that a wrong so many times. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and so you know, from time to time, you know, you would celebrate them or not. And it's really weird because it's the same with Catholicism almost because we have different branches of Catholicism as well, and then you can be different like. It's not like, you know, you automatically become more religious or less religious, mm. but like some people take it more seriously than others. Um, a big tradition among Catholics. And I think Christians take, have taken this on recently as well. I think it's something that's pretty cool. Um, is like not eating meat or eating fish on Fridays instead of just eating meat. Um, there was this weird debate in a group chat that I was in about crocodile meat. And theoretically, huh. because it's fish, you could have it on a Friday. It was this weird, wow. very weird conversation. That's that a tricky had. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it, it's this really great time of, you know, different celebrations and, and different preparations for, you know, obviously Ramadan is also a time of preparation before, you know, uh, the big the big holiday in Islamic. I've really, really got to get my head around them. I didn't learn them is in like school. E-I-D? 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 Or something? Or Oh, I'm thinking of yeah. a different of a dif- of a different Islamic holiday, maybe. Um, I don't I'm know which one's search. the which one's the the like the the springtime one. Yeah, um, holiday after Ramadan. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Eid Al Fitr, um, 
which is just um, on the first and second of May. So it's it's very close um, to to the to this period of time as well. It's just fascinating that somehow you know these faiths who grew almost independently, kind of, they're all rooted in what we call Abraham Abrahamic faith, right? But um, have these very similar holidays that are you know mean completely different things. Yeah, I think it's just because springtime just for humanity uh, universally has just always been filled with so so much symbolism of renewal and mm-hmm. new starts. Um, that's when, you know, you can really start farming and get it like start kind of cultivating your your crop if that's what you're doing as like a pagan yeah. farmer. Um, that's when like all your livestock's starting to give birth. So like, I feel like just universally ever it's just a time of year like the season is just kind of recognized with similar themes um like even before centuries and centuries before christianity um Mm -hmm. they had all types of pagan rites and rituals um i believe i want to think i want to say like northern ireland kind of where that is now yeah um where uh, and where Basically, it's like the exact same time of year as Easter. So it's like sometimes there's questions about like, were these holidays, you know, like was the, did Jesus really get crucified on this exact yeah. time that this pagan holiday happens to fall? Yeah. Who knows? Who really cares? You know, that's not really important. I think like I said before, I think a lot of these holidays are more about the symbolism about um, just like mm-hmm. what springtime means to us as humans. Yeah, it definitely does. And it's like, even in the Southern Hemisphere where it is going into autumn, it's that lovely transition period Mm. from the hot and bother of summer and uh, everyone's gotten back into work and you've gone and kind of got into a rhythm and Easter comes around. It's like a time to like reset and refocus for the rest of the year. It's a good like marker point. And actually a lot of our school holidays are centered around Easter as well, uh, just because it is such a significant time religiously for so many different faiths. It's true. Yeah. I mean, like I had in my, in my notes here that even though like, if you think about when people that maybe aren't Christians and aren't Jewish, maybe just not, aren't super religious or weren't brought up super religious when they think about like Mm -hmm. Judaism, like what's the first holiday you think about is definitely Hanukkah. What's the first holiday you think about with with Christianity is Christmas. But really, those are just um, the most popular because they're the most commercial. Like, absolutely, the, yeah. the two that are most, like, integral to the faith or would mm-hmm. be Pesach or Passover and uh, and Easter. And just all of the mm. times ar- surrounding those holidays. Yeah, and it's really interesting from the Christian perspective that, like, and it was really, I was sitting uh, in a homily this morning and the priest turned around and said, you know, while Christmas is a really important holiday and here in Australia, it's what's called a holiday of obligation. You should mm-hmm. really, really, really should turn up to mass. Um, but um, the uh, the uh, Christmas points to Easter because Christmas doesn't really mean anything unless Easter has happened. Right, um, right. And it's it's fascinating that that I, I just never thought of it in that way until this morning. Yeah, um, I will say so. Like uh, after all of that, really kind of, I wouldn't even say being raised half and half. It was probably more like seventy thirty. 
maybe more than that. <laughs> 80, 20, my math is going to, I can't. But uh, definitely heavier on the Christianity than the Judaism. Um, because mm-hmm. like I said, my dad was not very religious. My mom was super religious. And so my dad sort of um, converted to Christianity and we just mostly celebrated that. And then we did yeah. the high holidays, like I think mostly for like my grandparents' sake. Um, but as I got older, um, Unfortunately, I just started to notice um, some patterns just like even personally within for with differences within Christianity and Judaism, um, even like how specific family members would treat me and accept me, judge me or not judge me. Um, and I just um, started to identify more and more with my Jewish side um, which is not how we were raised. None of my other siblings are like that at all. They're mm-hmm. very, very yeah. um, Christian, um, which is is fine. I just kind of, um, I got I got a little all churched out at one point, as they say here. Yeah. Um, and I just like really felt like I w- just didn't feel like myself or welcome in that situation anymore. So then when I ran, I turn and, um, you know, basically uh, without getting into specifics um like there was a holiday a couple years ago that i uh, was having some real like beef with my family and i was like this is going to be horrible i don't feel like Mm -hmm. i want to spend time with them really for christmas but i don't want to be alone and not with my family what do i do and so i just went up to baltimore and stayed with my jewish family for hanukkah and they just like asked no questions listened if i wanted to talk were always there to just hang out, included me in their like day to day like errands and activities, and mm-hmm. just like made me feel included and safe in a way that I had not unfortunately felt with my Christian family members. So I think that you know those holidays are often a reminder mm. that of the importance of like family, and you know when when family does decide to come for whatever reason, it kind of like brings everyone closer together. And you go, ah, oh, this is you know this is why these holidays are important because it brings us back together and we can recenter. And don't get me wrong, I have had many issues and many times where I've not felt welcome in the church and I've turned around and gone, I really don't want to be here. Mm. Um, and I've had to work th- through that stuff yeah. and work around it sometimes. You know, there are still members of my family who judge me for the work I do and you know, have decided to not condemn me, but ha- I've been disapproving. And so yeah. it does make it very yeah. hard to turn up to those those family things and go, oh, how you've been going? You know, what have you been up to? And you answer, oh, I've been working at the radio station. Okay. And then they make comments about, oh, you know, you shouldn't be working there. You know, it's bad for you or whatever. And it's it's quite upsetting. And it, 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 trouble- it makes it very hard to go back there yeah. every time. It's like, what's the motivation? Like, you're going like, to... And then the, it's usually those same family members who will be, like, the first ones to, like, kind of make you feel bad that you don't, like, visit often enough. And you're like, mm-hmm. but what are we doing here? Like, it doesn't seem like you really want me here. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to be there. So, like, what... What are we doing anyway? And then I do feel like the holidays bring a lot of that out as well. Unfortunately, all of that stress that can kind of come from like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to like deal with this aunt who like hates Mm -hmm. gay people, you know, (laughs) or like, um, you know, just that that type of uncomfortable scenario. Um, But I think as we get older, Sam, especially like I just turned 30 and I've just like found that um, you just kind of start to 
realize who is your friend um, in your life and you just kind of start to make your group smaller and smaller um, and you just kind of like find your own family in mm-hmm. whatever in whatever way that might mean. So like my friend group right now, other than a couple family members, is probably like closer to me than any of my family at this point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's 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 amazing, and I think that you know, regardless of the issues you may have with your family or whatever, it comes a time of of celebration. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going away for the Easter period, and uh, I'm going to be hanging out with you know my fa- my brothers and my father, and you know, be enjoying their company. And I'm really looking forward to that as much as, you know, there's a lot of stress right now. Yeah. Uh, if I could make it there and and, and f- not force myself, but remind myself I'm there to enjoy their company, then I'm going to, in, you know, enjoy myself and, and let everyone else enjoy themselves. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, let me get into it here. I was about to say, we should probably drag this all back. We've yes. like been speaking for so Full long. Full circle. Yeah. Um, so, could you explain a little bit what Passover is? Sure. So, um, Passover or Pesach um, is how you say it in Hebrew. You'll kind of hear me refer to it as both throughout this conversation. Um, it's marking the exodus of the Jewish people from slavery in, um, in ancient Egypt. So... Um, there is a very popular film. Um, okay, it, it should be more popular. Um, <clears throat> that came out from DreamWorks uh, pre-Shrek. And I want to say like, oh gosh, like maybe 2000 or 2001, if that. Yeah, sometime around that. Um, yeah. Called The Prince of Egypt. Um, and that film came out. And um, of course, my mom's like, oh my God, religious Bible, have my kids watch it. And um, <laughs> it's real dark. Um, it's, there's drama. It's, um, it's like horrifying at times. It's beautiful at times. And it's just chef's kiss. It's just the best movie yeah. ever. And that's like, um, <clears throat> when that movie came out, I remember a lot of my friends like watching it in horror and just being like, what is this? Like, there's like <laughs> plagues coming and like the firstborn child is di- like in every household is dying. They're like, they be wiping lamb blood everywhere. Like what the fuck is going on? And yeah. I was like, hashtag yeah. Judaism, man. Like it's a carnal religion. Like uh, mm-hmm. it's a religion that's based in, in ancient practices like that. And um, it's the type of stuff that during our Passover celebrations, it's always just talked about in such a casual way. And I think that just like, that is just like such a, a great way to summarize kind of like the Jewish experience, especially like to be a, like a secular Jew in America. Um, you just have this like dark um, mindset because of all of the stories and like kind of like the background of every single thing, like ritual and holiday that you do um, yeah. to other people that aren't used to that. It seems um, horrifying and like quite macabre. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for example, so during um, Passover, what we like to do is typically do something called a Seder. It's um, not like the Greek one with the horns. It's um, mm-hmm. S-E-D-E-R. And um, Seder just means order. So it's a meal. It's like a meal and a performance like 
think like really shitty sad dinner theater okay yeah so like <laughs> um there's uh there's like a script um on each table uh that everybody kind of like has a part that's assigned to them so like if you bring a friend they're getting a part assigned to them and this and this thing uh they'll give they'll give your like your non-jewish friend like the english part to read like everybody (laughs) gets involved and um so there's a lot of like um hand washing rituals candle rituals the huge but then there's some very interesting things that were always like really memorable to memorable to me as a child um that i just wanted to talk about so a big um symbol of of passover is the seder plate so it's like this round plate that has all these different like foods and objects that symbolize specific things. So um, I I started to realize kind of like how hilariously macabre this stuff is when I started dating Jason, who is um, at six foot three and very blonde, just like <laughs> always just like he always he's just such a funny sight at these events with all of my like short swarthy <laughs> relatives. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, I remember. So, OK. Um, something on the plate is maror or bitter herbs. Um, it's like a bitter herb basically that symbolizes the bitterness yeah. of slavery. So you're supposed to eat mm-hmm. that. Um, then carpas is a non-bitter vegetable, typically parsley that is dipped into salt water. The salt water symbolizes the tears of our ancestors. I mean, that's like pretty metal, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, let me dine on my ancestors tears. Um, then there's another thing that's eaten, which is called haroset, which is delicious. It's like a fun little mix of uh, a fruit. Usually for me, it's been apples, like chopped up, mixed with orange juice, mm-hmm. red wine, mm-hmm. um, nuts and cinnamon and sugar. And you spread it on top of matzah, which are uh, it's unleavened bread, just like big old crackers. Um, yeah. And that symbolizes the mortar that you was used to lay the bricks <laughs> in ancient yeah. Egypt. So it's all it all ties into like slavery like I know so fun. Um uh then the roasted shank bone <laughs> which is like kind of an odd thing on there. It's literally just like a roasted bone. Um yeah. It symbolizes the sacrifice of a lamb whose blood had to be painted on the doorway of each ens- enslaved Israelite's house. Um this told let God know that there was an Israelite in that house and it was not an Egyptian. And that way, when the angel of death came down from the heavens um, to mm-hmm. take the firstborn son's life in each household, they would see the blood and they would know to pass on or pass over. Yeah. Oh. Um, so that's the, that was the 10th plague. Um, also, there is brisket there, which is so yum. Ooh, yum. <laughs> yeah, so all this other stuff sounds pretty gross, I know. Um, other than the haro set, the apple thing, that stuff is bomb. Um, but brisket is just like slow cooked um, in some specific way that somehow, I guess, makes it kosher. I don't know. I've made it before. It seems like a normal way to just cook meat. Um, and then usually mm-hmm. they'll put like taters and um, carrots in there. Um, and it's tender and f- melts in your mouth. It's so freaking good. Um, and then there's some kind of potato dish usually there as well. And sometimes like a vegetarian thing because, f- you know, vegetarians exist now. Um, yeah. Much to Bubby's chagrin. Um, so, uh, but I guess I've just been s- skipping over a lot of things. Um, 
and say, how much do you know about Moses and the Passover story? So it's really interesting. Um, that kind of that story is still quite central to at least to Christianity and Christianity yeah. because that that is still like a really important period in you know Jewish history that led to where we are. Like we don't we don't deny the fact that you know Judaism Christianity formed out of Judaism. So we have to understand all the you know, or what had happened, the lead up and the traditions and practices and some of the context as well, which I think is really important because it makes, you know, stories in Christianity a lot more interesting. I think so too. Like, I think that, and I don't know about you, probably, I, again, I don't know much about like Catholic Sunday school or anything, but um, when I was in Sunday school, um, really what they would teach us, it was so much New Testament stuff. Like maybe yeah. briefly we would talk about like, yeah, like Moses in the in the basket in the Nile and they would have it all like illustrated on like a felt board, you know. But like really what they focused on and had us memorize verses about was New Testament Jesus stuff, which is fine. Yeah. It just really, I feel like, diminishes how fucking cool the Old Testament is. The Old Testament is crazy have you seen that shit there's like oh it's fucking amazing (laughs) old testament god is is insane like i mean in a good way don't strike me down um because he's terrifying um and also just like so cinematic (laughs) like um and it reads it reads like a shakespearean drama or something but like A very bizarrely written Shakespearean drama. And I think that just probably has to do with how many thousands of times it's been translated and retranslated. Um, yeah. And changed. Like, I think, like, K- King James did a lot of damage probably to the original <laughs> translation. I think it's just part of the problem with the whole, like, different translations of the Bible. Sometimes it's all, like, nice and lovey, 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 lovey. And then other times you turn around and go, what the fuck just happened? You're like, what did I just read? Because it'll just be one yeah. verse and it'll be like, and then we lay with our father. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, hold on, let's, like, back that up. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you guys both uh, got your dad drunk and then laid with him um, as a joke. Like... <laughs> Yeah. As so, yeah. That's I don't, that. There's just so many fun, fun stories like that in the Old Testament. Yeah. But even aside from all that, I do agree that like it just leads to such a better foundation to understand what you're doing as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like Jesus was celebrating Passover the night before he was crucified. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean. Like, we know that. We learned that in Sunday school, but we don't really know what that means, you know? Yeah. So. No, yeah, it's very fascinating. And, you know, all of those Passover traditions and, uh, and, and what happens, you know, we just read, you know, pretty much everything that's going to happen over Easter. It was just like, okay, but there's all this, you know, context as well, you know, I love listening to, like, the history the history of the Roman occupation of yes. Jerusalem. It's so fascinating. Um, and it gives great context as to why, you know, Jesus got thrown around a couple of times between Herod and um, Pilate and 
why, you know, they were so terrified of the Jews because, you know, they knew that there was enough of them to overthrow the Romans and, you know, all of this other stuff. And it's so interesting because there is that, like, weird... You've also got to understand that there's Jewish holidays and customs all around this and they've got to be following all of that as well. And, yeah. And, like, you know, like, the town that they were in was, was, like... Was, was was it Jerusalem? Yeah, they were in Jerusalem. It was, yeah. yeah. That yeah, was, like, right. extreme... It was bustling at that time because, like, everybody was on vacay for for Passover, you know? Spring break. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, a less fun spring break. Um, I you know. don't, yeah. One could it's, say it's, debatable, it's, right? Crucifixions yeah, are fun. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Dark. It's like watching... It's like going and watching a hanging at Tyburn right? in the 1700s. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, what else was, was there to do? You know? Like, I guess... Like, that, that stuff always does blow my mind, because I'm like, I can't even watch this, and it's like a, a historical reenactment. How yeah. are there people, like, with popcorn in the sidelines, you know? <laughs> like... It's, it's weird and then you go oh oh okay this is also like religion <laughs> yeah religion is so fucked man but it's so interesting and it's so integral to western society especially so oh yeah definitely yeah i think like just um like i don't now consider myself to be a particularly religious person i just happen to be mm-hmm. like a non-religious person who has so like a plethora of knowledge about yeah. religions. Um, and I still find them fascinating from like a historical standpoint. Um, mm. But, uh, oh no, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Uh, anyway, yep. it, it's, it's fascinating because that, you know, the Passover does inform what happens, you know, on Easter as well. Yeah. You know, we, we still, you know, Easter is not the same date every year like Christmas is. Yeah. Or it's not like the same amount of weeks into the year. It, it depends on the moon and the equinox and bits and pieces still, just like, you know, the Jewish tradition. Um, and then, you know, for those who maybe aren't familiar with Christianity or, you know, the, the story, basically the story goes, Jesus had been run out of Jerusalem a couple of weeks prior um, and had been gotten in big trouble for basically turning around and going I am the the this um messiah the messiah yeah, yeah. It, it was more to do with the covenant as well they they had the first covenant which was from Moses which is why the Passover is quite significant well actually that was the second covenant sorry the first one was the promise that God made um to um Noah a rainbow uh, the, yeah the rainbow um <laughs> and the second one was um, the um, Ten Commandments, and that was a covenant, and they, you know, built the temple around Jerusalem. And th- theoretically, Jesus claimed he was the third covenant, which was supposed to be the Messiah. And he would be making hints. He'd been, you know, performing all these miracles, and he got run out of um, he, he run out of Israel. Basically, uh, no one wanted him. The high priests were sick and tired of him, uh, and so he went um, down to Palestine, which. Uh, is a little bit, uh, he's not very friendly towards Jewish people. And theoretically, Jesus was still, is, is Jewish. Um, and, you know, that they were all Jewish and they, you know, went down there. They performed, um, some miracles, did some conversions and bits and pieces, and then decided to slowly make their way back up. Uh, and they made the, made their way back up through Israel and into Jerusalem for the Passover. And Jesus, uh, um, requested that the disciples go and find a, um, 
a donkey that had never been ridden before to ride into Jerusalem. And what I didn't realise until I read something last night was the fact that he was just making fun of the Romans at this point. <laughs> um, because normally when, the, when they enter a city, they'll come in on their war horses and there'll be, you know, trumpets everywhere and, you know, these war horses and... Um, you know, everyone would be silent and respectful. Um, but when he entered Jerusalem, some accounts, because you got to remember there are four gospels, so some of them uh, have different versions mm-hmm. of it. Um, he rode this dumb donkey who had never been rode before, which usually means they either bolt or they stand completely still. Uh, and people were cheering. They lay down their cloaks. They had, I th- they say palms, but I don't know necessarily. And so he rode into Jerusalem on this donkey, and that's what as of recording, we're celebrating today. Um, and it's just like this whole middle finger towards the Romans. Um, and um, the high priests um, of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem got really, really pissed that he'd made his way back in um, and wasn't being chased out. And everyone was, you know, happy that he was here. Mm. Uh, and so um, they took a bribe. Uh, uh, Judas, who was one of the disciples, took a bribe for them for 20 silver pieces to hand Jesus over. And so on Passover night, they sat in an upper room uh, and they had they celebrated Passover, broke the bread, drank the wine, um, and most of that, you know, this is my body and this is my blood, which is where the tradition in Catholicism of the Eucharist and um, in most Christian faiths depends on how lax you are um, is um, the communion as well. Um, that's where that tradition comes from. Uh, and then so they went and go and prayed at the Mount of Olives, um, uh, which is this lovely little garden that was near the temple. And... Judas then brought all, um, you know, uh, a whole bunch of uh, guards from the from the temple uh, and a whole bunch of high priests over to um, arrest him and take him to to Pilate, and they did, and um, they made a judgment. They a Pilate had made a judgment and turned around and goes, "Nah, there's nothing wrong with him. He hasn't done anything wrong." Uh, and, and he's also not under my jurisdiction. Go and find Herod, who was from Galilee. He looked after Galilee. Yeah, he was and like. So they went to Herod. Yeah, yeah. Pilate's like. Also, like I know that like everyone loves him. Like I'm not going to do yeah. this. I'm not going to cause no. an uprising. This can be on. I want this is going to be on his watch, not mine. You've also got yeah. Everyone like and what people don't remember as well is like ten years later. It can't have been 10 years later. A little while later, you know, they burnt down Jerusalem. They destroyed it. Um, so they were still very worried that the Jews were going to rise up against them. They didn't quite have the power that they wanted. Threw him over to Herod. Herod couldn't find anything wrong, so he sent him back to, to Pilate. And by this time, the high priests and uh, were pissed off um, because they hadn't gotten what they wanted. They wanted him crucified before Passover because theoretically everything needed to be anew. Um, and so they kind of bullied Pilate into um, crucifying him. And Pilate had a tradition where he released a, a prisoner and they released a murderer and um, put Jesus on the cross. Uh, there was this big eclipse uh, and the uh, one of the curtains in the temple was torn in half. Legend says, I don't know whether this, how, how physically true this is, but usually the accounts of this time period were fairly accurate. Um, 
and Jesus died during this um, solar eclipse. Um, and then, you know, everyone mourned. They put him into a tomb, a brand new tomb, because the Jewish tradition dictates you must use brand new things over Passover. Um, and then they had Sabbath preparations. Um, and they had the Sabbath. And they came back the day after the Sabbath, which is a Sunday. And Jesus had risen. And then the whole shenanigans of Jesus being <laughs> risen start up, um, which is just confusing and a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically what the, you know, the, what most of Christianity believes. I know it's from a Catholic's viewpoint, but, um, I'm sure that there are other things that I've missed as well. Um, and I find it really fascinating because it really ties directly into Jewish tradition. It does. Um, I know that like, uh, at my, so like fun, some, a fun fact, um, and, I, don't, I mean, I guess they have, like, contemporary Christian churches in Australia as yeah. well. Um, I call them, like, guitar. Like, we call them flannel churches. That's, like, the type of church my parents go to where it's all, yeah. like, our God is an awesome God. He reigns. And there's, and there's like, an awesome yeah. drummer. And, like, you're, like, this is kind of yeah. sick. Um so they always have like a like an interpretive dance um, or like one year. Oh, my God, Sam, one year this church. Um, we I think it was like a, a non-denominational, like cool, like hip with the kids church in North Carolina yeah. that we went to. And they did, a, they did, they put Evanescence's Wake Me Up um, as the soundtrack. <laughs> and they did a slideshow that was just like, I think like clips of different like Jesus movies. Like there was a little Passion of the Christ in there. There was like a little, just like Aww. random other Jesus movies. And then like also random clips from Nick Cage movies. I don't know how Nick keeps making his way into this into this network. Damn you, Christina. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, stop it, Christina. It would be like it would be like wake me up, wake me up inside. And Jesus is like carrying the cross down. And then like at one point, like they show like um, Nick Cage jumping off the side of um, you know a national treasure, like when he jumps into yeah. the water. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening here? I, and then I remember at the end of it, everyone clapped and was like, that, that was amazing. And my mom was like, that was so, so good. And na my Nana's like, that was so beautiful. And I'm like, guys, I felt like this maybe like a smidge tone deaf. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because like, um, and I hate to mention it, but Hillsong comes from Australia. Seems like the worst of like, Every aspect of our lives yeah. comes from Australia. The worst show. Oh, no, I wasn't agreeing news. with that. I didn't know that's where you were um, going. Sorry. <laughs> um, but um, Hillsong is one of those churches, and uh, I went to a Lutheran high school, so I definitely saw the non-denominational yeah. interpretive dances um, <laughs> and um, didn't quite get the Nick Cage PowerPoint, and I wish I had that. <laughs> yeah. I think that would have been a lot of fun. It was definitely, um, like, the most entertaining Easter service I've ever been to, for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's some crazy stuff. Um, I also, um, was, uh, in, when I was in high school, I went to like a performing arts high school and, um, mm -hmm. it was zoned in like an area of Richmond where, um, I was like basically the minority in all of my classes. Um, yeah. and we, uh, my friend Rayvon, who's like my best friend now, he heard me like singing backstage or like singing s to myself at one point and was like, you should really join gospel choir. And I was like, I 
is that like is that okay and you know like (laughs) i'll this sounds great but like would that be okay you know and he was like yeah "Yeah, like please come and i ended up like loving it and having like great friends with them at one point my senior year i was like the president it was weird it was a weird time but um yeah i ended up going to a lot of black churches actually through that experience which i think i probably would not have um otherwise and that's a whole different ball field as well um talk about interpretive dancing talk about emotional art like um that really opened my eyes up to like even a different way that christianity is celebrated um yeah and like an easter service at a black church in america let me tell you something sam that sucker you better clear your schedule that sucker is gonna be four and a half five hours long i'm not kidding and yeah (laughs) it's better than the the and this is the one thing i lament about catholicism we used to like have a family holiday over the easter period we're like we're all gonna go to mass and you might as well do it all together enjoy the easter period together we had to stop doing it because as catholics you go to mass on thursday night um to celebrate um it's it's the celebrating of the the last supper Mm, okay and then friday at three o'clock which is um, then celebrating, uh, the death of Jesus. Um, and it's, it's what we call a service because it theoretically from Thursday through to Sunday is just like one mass anyway. Um, and then you could either go on Saturday night for like the Easter vigil or, um, or on Sunday morning and you would go and, uh, it would be, you know, the big celebration and every one of those would go for like an hour and 15 minutes, yeah. an hour and a half. The Friday one especially would go for almost two hours. And that's like the really um, intense one too. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and, like, it's got, like, three distinct sections of the Mass. And you see, like, I used to altar serve um, when I was a lot uh, a lot younger. And we would, at least one of us would faint at every one of those Masses. Oh, my God. Um, and Because it's, like, still quite warm. And you have, like, 150, 200 people in this small church. Um, and you're wearing, you know, what you would normally wear to church, plus these robes on top Ugh. of it. And... You know, especially on Friday, we wouldn't be eating a huge amount. And so we would also forget to drink water. (laughs) And so we'd just be like completely dehydrated. And, uh, but I would love, I think I'm going to have to go back to the US, um, again after this planned trip that I've got in my head. I'm not telling, well, I'll tell you details, Lila, but I don't think the guests need to know. But I'm looking at going in July in the, um, in that like weird period there so um from like after the fourth through to the end of july yes oh i hang out yeah every time you say Um, that to any of us we're i I already know this because of what you when we talked before at the happy hour but like i remember everybody was like but that's the worst time to come to the u.s it's so hot and you were like it's literally like the same here and i'm fine with it (laughs) and like um you know what i was just like this is just as we can make this a sidebar um (laughs) I think one thing you'll want to do when you come is pack like sl- like more jackets or sweaters than you'd anticipate because oh, yeah. um, everything and every home, it's just the norm, is very, very air conditioned in the summer. Every business, every restaurant, everywhere you go, mm. you will be blasted with AC. And like I'm used to it, but 
uh, I've seen any other other people like my my cousin who lives in Israel now. It's not really like that there, which you can yeah. if you can imagine how freaking that hot it gets there yeah. with no AC. And um, she comes here and is just like freezing her balls off everywhere she goes. So yeah, pack warmer than yeah, you no, think. Definitely. <laughs> yes, it's going to be like all all seasons weather. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's so fascinating because we do like end up you know, there at, you know, and we were like, we weren't spending time as a family. So we decided to like not do it anymore, but, oh, I would definitely want to go to, uh, a, a, a black Easter service one <laughs> yeah. time. I think it'd be fascinating. We need to, um, uh, make some, make some new friends then for it to make that happen. I think, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just about to say. But like we we decide what services we're going because we're like I, I'm from a family of musicians. We decide what services we're going at our parish depending on who's playing the music. Ah. Like, <laughs> so for Christmas we don't normally go to like a six p.m. mass. We go to like an eight p.m. mass because the six p.m. mass is the children's mass and it's often got like children singing, oh. which is great and all. It's lovely and cute. However. <laughs> Us as yeah, like, not to a musician. Half of us, yeah, <laughs> no. It's like help, uh, and it's really distracting as well. We're like hmm, maybe we should go somewhere where. So we normally go to the eight pm mass, which is full of people from Papua New Guinea and um, the Solomon Islands in bits and pieces. Mm. So their music is just like acoustic and loud. Like uh, you know, there's just one guy playing a guitar. You can hear him, even though 150 other people are singing at the top of their lungs, and it's just. Uh, it's some of my favorite, like some of my favorite music that I've ever sung has been in that church. Wow, that sounds so much better than uh, than like uh, shout to the Lord, white people <laughs> yeah. music. You know, it, yeah, it's very it's very interesting. The whole like white people versus you know other cultures music. It's almost like Spice. It is. It's like, like add yeah. a little something something in there. Like yeah, yeah. Just like, I mean, if you listen, so like my mother's favorite and pretty much only radio stations she will play in her car are like contemporary Christian. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, when I tell you that, like, I've I mean, I've I've lived my whole life with this woman. I've listened to these radio stations my whole life. I've listened to I know a lot of Christian music. They have not changed it. (laughs) <laughs> since in 20 years and let me tell you something this is coming from someone who used to be in a christian mm-hmm. punk band <laughs> so um they're not making that type of music they're making uh, maybe people are but all that's being played on the radio yeah. is like uh our god is an awesome god he reigns from heaven above yeah and it's like the same guy i swear like i think it's just like that Hillsong guy like <laughs> he's like sings every song yeah um and they're all just like four chord acoustic guitar songs with the same bridge. Yeah. And I'm like, but like, how can <laughs> I understand there's only so much you can, so many subjects you can get into, but there's got to be something better yeah. than, than, uh, than nature metaphors, because that's all it is. Your love is higher than a mountain. Your love is deeper than a valley. It's stronger than a giant. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always interesting because we have, like, particular hymns that are used on, like, particular celebrations and bits and pieces. So they pulled out um, today uh, the hymn called Hail Redeemer King Divine, which I learnt when I was playing piano as a child. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, I was just like, oh, I know this song. And, like, it's, like, a very old, like, I think, 
not super old, but like an old hymn. And it's like, you don't pull them out very often. And when you do, it's like, fuck yeah, I know this yeah. one. I'm going to build it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a similar one in, um, in like, like Southern American churches. It's called, it's like a, a spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. I'm for sure adapted from like a, sh- a slave spiritual for our own purposes, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Um, it's called, it's like I'll fly away. I think it's called, I don't know if you know that one. It's like, um, uh, it's like, I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away I don't think in I've heard the morning. Yeah. It's really fun. It's like a clapper. You know, I love a, I love when everybody can yeah. start clapping. Yeah. 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 And then th- that's like the, t- the one that really sticks with you. Um, there's a similar one in um, Passover in Judaism that's called Dayenu, and um, which literally means... Um, it could be enough. Um, no, it, <laughs> it means it could have been enough. And um, it's basically like talking about like all the awesome sweet things God did, did for his people. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. like, um, you know, like all the plagues and like killing the Egyptians firstborns. But it's like a really yeah. jaunty, cheerful tune that everyone claps <laughs> to. <laughs> and like the kids have like a little part too. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> It's the funniest thing, and they sh- they have like an English translation under the Hebrew, like in the um, programs that we read. And yeah. I remember Jason looking at them, and it's like, and th- and one of the one in-, in English is like, and then the Pharaoh's son died, and then <laughs> it's like, and then the people were covered in boils. Hey, and I die, I knew, and it's like. <laughs> it's like- Judaism is so fucking weird, man, but I love it. And I mean, a lot of the songs are kind of like that because like Easter too. I mean, like it's a horrific thing that happened. Very graphic. A lot of churches really like to focus on that graphic passion of the Christ level of violence Um, because it was real. But like crucifixions also like they were happening all the time back then. Um, There's some of the most painful forms of torture as well. You're like... Like, you're hanging by your arms, and I'm sorry if this is going to get a little bit graphic, but nails in your yeah. hands, you're hanging from basically your hands, nails in your feet, and so you could push up on your feet to, like, get relief from your hands, but then you're hurting your feet, and so bas- most people just die from complete exhaustion or blood loss. Yeah. Just because they've just been nailed, and they're hanging there going, I've got to somehow make this less painful. It's the worst, because, yeah, they die usually from, like, exposure, thirst, or hunger, because... They only they've they've only stabbed you like they haven't stabbed you in your skull. You know, they haven't stabbed you in your neck. They didn't cut your throat. You're just just hanging out there. Just exposed to the elements, man. Nothing like uh, ancient Roman torture, huh? Yeah, uh, it definitely it definitely made made me have a definitely have a fascination in in ancient history. Me too. uh, Is it's just like so much fun, so much fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, have, have, have you ever? But yeah. Have you ever seen Monty Python's The Life of Brian? Fuck yes! Oh, it's so great! <laughs> it's so great! I feel like I might watch it tonight after this. Uh, it's one of those things. It's just like ridiculous on a level that like reminds you how ridiculous like the what has happened, right? And what happened for these fans? I love that. I love that type of. Well, I mean, like obviously, Monty Python's are comedy legends, but I love yeah. any type of thing like that that can kind of like just like poke fun at itself because. 
Mm-hmm. Religion is crazy. Religion is nuts, yeah. man. And all and those stories are crazy. And yeah, there's plot holes. You know, like like you said, yeah. there's four different accounts of what happened. Every single one has different details. Like what really happened? Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, Life of Brian is amazing. I highly recommend everyone. That's my plug for today. Is Life of Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Life of Brian and Prince of Egypt uh, are my two plugs for today. <laughs> that. They're they're definitely amazing. Um, starting to wrap things up here. Yeah. Um, for you now, you know, you said you've had you know your journey with Christianity and Judaism. What does your Easter celebrations look like now? So, um, I should say Easter time. Yeah. Um, I typically will do Passover with my family in Richmond. Um, I'm super excited because my cousin um, slash best friend who um, her name is Cassidy. I mentioned she lives in Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, She's lived there for two or three years now. And it's so expensive to come back and forth. So she doesn't get to come home much. And she's going to come home like right in time for Passover. So um, I'm going to get to celebrate with her and um, and my other Richmond Jewish family. and we'll do like a Passover Seder. We'll do Dayenu. We'll do all that fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then for Easter, um, I will. I may go to church with my mom, you know. Um, but I really don't do a whole lot of celebrating Easter anymore. Honestly, it's usually it's like Passover and then like Prince of Egypt. Get drunk watching Prince of Egypt and like, yeah. you know, yeah, you know. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's accurate. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, uh yeah no it's 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 fascinating i'm i'm sitting here a little stressed because we're going mountain biking um and like it's like fitting that around everything else and you know everyone will go out every night so it's like you know the 7 p.m service on a thursday night that is the one service on a thursday that we can go to it's like gonna go there and then we've got the 3 p.m on a friday and then like oh which one on sunday are we doing you know it's all these like different questions it's like a logistical nightmare. And, you know, on one hand, I'm like, I'm just not going to worry right. about it. I'm going to leave it until we get there. Yeah. And the other hand, I'm like, I got burned last time. Um, I missed Easter Mass. I feel really, really um, guilty. Why? Uh, what happened? This, but so we were, I was in Alice Springs again, watching the mountain biking. My brother was competing. We made it to the Thursday night mass. They had 12 altar servers, little kids. It looked like the 12 disciples, basically. <laughs> it was Wow. Cute, but yet very chaotic. And then we went to the Friday one. It was on three, at 3 p.m., which was great because it's, like, around lunchtime. And in the desert, you basically do nothing between the hours of 11 and 4. Yeah. Um, so it was, like, we, we did that one. And then on Saturday, um, they'd raced and there was a get-together on Saturday night. So we went to the get-together. It's a going to mass on the Saturday night. We're like, yeah, whatever. We'll go on Sunday morning. And I checked the times so and I go, awesome. Well, there's one at 10 and there's one at 11. Let's aim for the 11 o'clock one. Um, 11 o'clock one and it should be fine. Um, we uh, finished up the race at about 9.30. And at about 10 o'clock, I was like, well, let's head over now. And just, just to keep an eye on things because I don't really trust everything. And because COVID was still a thing oh God, and yeah. bits and pieces, we were like, like, we just want to be careful just in case something has been suddenly cancelled or whatever. Turns out the 10 o'clock one was an Aboriginal language mass, ah. um, which was wow. fine, whatever. The 11 o'clock was being held 100 kilometres away. Um, so oh, no. <laughs> we're like, ah, okay, we've missed it all. Um, so we, like, sat outside for an hour and we were like, oh, okay, we've missed it. Oh, whatever. We're just going to keep going. Um, was your mom mad? And we were exhausted. 
No, she wasn't. She's like, it's weird because obviously we're adults. So like we get to make our own decisions, but she also like, I think understood the fact that we genuinely like just missed it. We, we thought one thing and like, and you know, it's one of those things like in Catholicism, theoretically, not everyone does this. Um, if you miss mass, it's what's called, you know, it is a part of what we call sinning. And it, you know, it's something that is offensive towards God. And it's like, you know, on one hand that is, you know, true and the case, uh, on the other hand, like we genuinely missed it, and so we just like, yeah, okay, I feel like, we've just got to. I mean, I can't, yeah. not going to speak for the guy, but like, I feel like God understands, you know, like, no. yeah, oh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And it's like, you know, we weren't doing it on purpose or anything. We de- definitely had made an effort to get there. It just was a comedy of errors yeah. that kind of left us there. Um, but I'm doing the same thing again. I think it's almost become a tradition at this point. We'll just be in Alice Springs for Easter every time. And it's a beautiful church there as well because they've got, like, a whole bunch of integrated uh, Indigenous art. Wow. And um, there's, like, a huge First Nations community there as well. Cool. Um, so it's really amazing. Yeah. That is that is awesome. So what time in the morning is it there right now? Uh, it's, like, 11, 11 o'clock. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's, yeah um, it's about 9. Yeah. 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 So it, it's, it's nice time zones are working well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Lila. It's been lovely having you on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I would come on anytime. You know, I'd like to run. I will literally. Well, that's not a compliment. I was about to say I would talk to a brick wall if I had no one else available. <laughs> but also just as an example of how I love chatting. But I ha- you are lovely to chat with. And I really enjoyed hearing your perspective. I know it's amazing, and um, for everyone out there, happy Easter, uh, happy Passover, happy Ramadan, uh, and let me get this holiday name right again, um, because if I get it wrong, I'm going to feel very embarrassed. Um, no, wrong one. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, happy Eid al-Fitr as well uh, for the future. Um uh, and I uh, hope everyone enjoys their spring break, Easter holidays kind of time. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, Layla, when, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Leals for Reels. Um, and, uh, and TikTok. I've just started uh, TikTok as well. So um, check out oh, my wow. TikTok. Yeah, I'm trying, man. It's it's a... Uh, it's not easy, you know. I'm a, I'm an, a bit of an elder millennial, so I'm like doing my best, but <laughs> check it out. I feel like an elder millennial <laughs> at, at points. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, Ooh, okay. <laughs> Making so many mistakes. Um and uh, you already mentioned it, but um, just to reiterate, what are you plugging this week? Oh, yes. Um, I will be plugging uh, Monty Python's The Life of Brian um, and Prince of Egypt. I would like to plug one additional thing. That's three That's three plugs. I'm going a little too far wow. here. Um, I <laughs> Behind me, you can see some lovely, uh, some lovely candles. I will show you more close up here. I've got Abby and Alana from broad city um i don't know if you've heard have you heard of that tv show before i don't think broad city it is awesome um it's a show about two um like 20 something um jews living in new york city kind of just trying to make it by um it's hilarious Mm -hmm. um they are it, it um it 
kind of like shows Judaism in a way that is not stuffy um, and like just like is very relatable and fun. So I highly recommend it if you like kind of want to learn a little bit more about like what American Judaism is like. Um, And also if you just Mm -hmm. want like a hilarious show that will make you pee your pants laughing. um, Highly recommend Broad City. Wow, Broad City. That sounds like an interesting TV show. I have to watch it. Yes. Um, sorry. I'm hurriedly writing notes because I'm very bad at listening back oh, to this. Oh, shoot. I just gave you three um, things you have to put in the show notes. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> the show notes are easy. It's more remembering exactly what I plugged. Going, oh, shit, what did I actually plug this time? Um, well, um, you can uh, find me on Instagram and TikTok at sam.the.journalist and on Twitter at samobjournalist. Uh, and this week... I am going to plug, looks hurriedly around the room for something to plug. Um, I'm going to plug this uh, really, really interesting book. I love talking about the Irish Catholic traditions. It's a lot more fun, a lot more interesting. Um, And I'm going to plug this really interesting book called St. Patrick's Summer. Um, It's this kind of fantasy book where these two um, kids get visited by St. Patrick as, you know, as a, a visitation, uh, and they have this journey on, you know, learning about what happened to St. Patrick, uh, why he's so important to Irish Catholics, uh, and also um, a, a learn a couple of things about the Catholic faith. It's a really fun, like, little explainer of, you know, kind of how the Catholic faith works. It answers some questions that some people often find it too hard, too scary to ask. Um, and, um, it's really, really quite beautiful. Um, I got it as a child and it just has literally sat in my bookshelf as I've moved around. Um, and it's, it's just a nice reminder that, you know, the religion, most, most people in religion are, are really lovely and are more than willing to answer questions that you have. I love that. What's it called again? It's called St. Patrick's Summer. It is written by, oh, poor bookshelf. (laughs) Um, it's written by Marigold Hunt. Uh, um, but yeah, um, it's a really lovely little book. Uh, I really enjoy reading it. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's nice. Anyway, thank you so much, Leela, for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. No problem. And, you know, with your, bo- with your book ending and renewal, I feel like that's just like tied it all up with a perfect little bow. So there you go. Thank you for listening to Content and Capable. You can follow the podcast socials at content, the letter N, capable, on Instagram and Twitter. You can send a super boring email to us through contentandcapablepod at gmail.com. The art was done by Opia. You can follow them on opia underscore art on Instagram. Opia is spelled O-P-I-A. Feel free to message them about making art for your project. Our music was written, recorded and edited by Nora Strauss-Riggs. You can find Nora at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. I'm proud to be a part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features the restricted section, a chapter-by-chapter Harry Potter pod with lots of spoilers all the time, Of the Eldest Gods, a chapter-by-chapter Rick Verodin pod full of myths and legends, My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast that follows the true hero of Avatar The Last Airbender, the Cabbage Cart Guy, Fandoms Gone Wrong, a show that discusses all things fandoms, and the Movie Night crew. Join some friends as they react to some terrible, some meh, and some really great movies. 
Alrighty. It's movie night. Grab your popcorn. Grab your coffee. Grab your friend. Grab a cat. And let's go. Who directed this? What year did it come out? Is that that girl from that show? Who wrote this? Where's the cat? Who would you rather bang? Pass the popcorn. Does this pass the Bechdel test? What about the Steve Buscemi test? Does a woman literally speak in this movie? Oh my god, a dog. This reminds me of in Harry Potter when... Are we recording? What did the critics say? It's a guilty pleasure. What's your rating? Can you be quiet? Oh my god. Movie night crew. It's just like watching movies with your friends. And then arguing about it after. Every Sunday, wherever you get podcasts. Content and Capable is a podcast all about answering the question, how do you adult? Don't forget to rate and review it on your favorite podcatcher, and I will see you next Monday for another episode. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.